Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Darren Greenwald, the manager of quality assurance here at M3, and you're listening to the M3 Minutes. This is a show where we talk about M3 and what's going on in the hospitality industry. Today, we have a special guest that needs no introduction himself. This is Alan Reed, our president of M3, and he's checking into the podcast with us today, and he'll be here to share with us a lot about M3. So, Alan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Glad to be here. I'm glad you could join us with your busy schedule. So I already kind of gave away that you're the president of our company. We've mentioned you several times before in podcasts up to this point. So tell us how long you've been here at M3. Well, I've been here at M3 for uh, right at about 20 years, um, which it's amazing that how fast time flies. It seems like it just was the other day, but um, other times it seems like it's been a long time. But it's, uh, it's been a cumulative of over 20 years. And that really is amazing. You know, we... Uh, we made the joke actually last week, I believe we were talking about some uh, interns that have started with us that aren't even 20 years old yet. You know, they're, they're here and it's just mind blowing to even think that you've been working in this industry longer than some people even been alive. Yeah, absolutely. I look at some of the, the, the interns and even some of the employees and I, I look at their date of birth and they're going like, yeah, they weren't even born yet when we started the company, which is uh, both a good thing that the company has been around and it's, it's matured as, as well as it has that, uh, we, you know, we, we bring to uh, bring to the table all the knowledge that we've gathered throughout those years. So where'd you go to college? Um, I went to the great uh, college of Mississippi State University. Um, originally, I was uh, degreed in uh, geological engineering at a, a, a lower university. I think it's, it was called like Old Miss or something like that. But then I, <laughs> I got smart and went to Mississippi State University and got a degree in petroleum engineering. So now I'm the president of an accounting software firm. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously that was one of the top career paths when you get that major. So, so tell us a little bit about that major. What was you know career options back then when you got that degree? Well, well, back then um, it, it's interesting that you ask. Um, when I was in high school, I um, uh, was trying to figure out what I wanted to be. So I got a copy of the Wall Street Journal. And they had a listing. They were showing top paid jobs um, graduating. And the very top job was petroleum engineering. And so I said, hmm, that's what I want to do. I want to be a petroleum engineer. I want the top paid job. Um, so I uh, went out and uh, uh, found a university that uh, offered that position. Um, went through four years of college, got a degree in petroleum engineering, and uh, the oil market crashed. <laughs> Nobody could get a job <laughs> in petroleum engineering. So it rapidly became the worst paying job. And uh, so that's kind of how um, uh, my career started in the hospitality industry, actually, because I couldn't get a job in my field of engineering. So um, I sent out over a 1,000 resumes and didn't get anything because there was no market. And um, I finally told myself, you know, it's easier to get a job if you had a job. So I got a job at a hotel as a night auditor and have been in the industry ever since. And so back then when you had to send out resumes, was that where, you know, websites were just beginning to come around back then? So was that primarily through mail, <laughs> walk-in? How did that work? There were no websites back then, Darren. Um, it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not quite as uh, old as the uh, mountains, but younger than some of the trees. Um, <laughs> um, back then it was all mail. You just mailed stuff out and then you waited for people to mail back to you. Um, which is uh, kind of interesting. We'll get into that a little bit later on of, of how we got the company going. But, um, yeah, no, back then it was all just uh, snail mail. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing how that works because yeah. now we expect everything immediately, right? Uh, instant gratification. So speaking about 20 years in the making, you know, let's start with just the basics. What does M3 stand for? Um, uh, well, uh, 
basically it stands for third millennium. And it's, it's funny um, that you asked that question because when we first started the company, we had to come up with a name. And so um, and it was the turn of the century back at, uh, at Y2K at, at 2000. So we came up with third millennium, but then we started writing it down and figuring out, you know, can we enter that in the URL space? And, and nobody could spell millennium correctly, consistently. So we decided, you know, we'll just shorten it for M3. And then um, later on, we'll come up with a better name for the company, but it just stuck. And also, um, you know, the M3, whenever I have an orientation class, uh, that's one of my first questions I ask um, our, our new uh, hires. What do y'all think M3 stands for? And uh, you, nobody ever comes up with third millennium, but I get a lot of creative answers to that one. Do you have any you could provide us? Uh, well, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they think, you know, John McKibben III or something like that. Oh, or, okay. Um, you, know, you know, the reverse of... 3M, but it's no, it's uh, stands for the third millennium. Gotcha. So was it always M3, or what, or did we have it 3M at one point briefly? Because I know there's other companies that are called 3M, like Tape Industries and Dental Implants. Correct. No, it was it was always M3, but it, I mean originally it was M3 Accounting and Services, and mm -hmm. that's the reason our website is actually M3AS.com to this day because it stood for M3 Accounting and Services. Oh, well that explains that. Yeah. Perfect. So how did the company come to be? Um, at the time, the current accounting uh, systems were not satisfying the needs of health hoteliers, so um, we developed uh, one that was unique to the hospitality industry. John McKibben um, has always been an inventor and a, um, a, a leading-edge person for the company, and um, he had his uh, software that he used that just wasn't quite getting it. It just, you know, whenever you wanted something changed, you'd have to go to the vendor and explain to him different hotel terminology, you had to explain to them what RevPAR was, what, what occupancy, how it was, you calculate it. And so we spent most of our times when we wanted to change to the software, explain to the vendor exactly what it was and why. So John just decided um, we needed to create a software for his company, uh, which was McKibben Hotel Group at the time. Uh, and we set out to develop that and we decided it was so good that we were gonna market it out to other people. And um, that's pretty basically how we got started. So uh, really all of M3 was kind of John McKibben's brainchild. It was his idea to fill a need in the market. It, it was his idea, um, absolutely. He um, started the, uh, the, uh, the company um, with um, a dream and a vision, and we've carried it through for him. Oh, that's great. So uh, how did the company actually get started? Um, good question. The company had been doing accounting software um, for, for decades, all the way back into the 80s. And uh, we um, knew that Y2K was coming up. I mean, so, um, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, some of the people that worked for us weren't even born when we first started the company. But Y2K, that was back when, uh, you know, everybody was on DOS systems. There wasn't, you know, Windows wasn't really out that much. But apparently back at Y2K, that was when the end of the world was supposed to come up because nothing was going to work. Dogs and cats were going to live with each other. Um, all kinds of crazy <laughs> things. You know, as a hotelier, which I was a hotelier back then, um, we actually had to have emergency kits um, in the hotels because we weren't sure if, like, all the power was just going to end uh, at, at the year 2000 because there were all these kill codes that were supposed to be out there. But anyway, we had this existing accounting software we'd been using, and um, we knew that it was not going to work in the new Windows environment. So we rewrote the software to work in a Windows environment. And um, uh, we got actually about halfway through writing the software, and one of the developers um, came up to John and said, hey, there's this new thing coming out. Um, it's called the Internet, and we think we should um, 
distribute our software that way instead of installing software in each hotel and then pushing this um, back up to us. So John stopped and actually rewrote the software from scratch, even though we were halfway through, and redesigned it to work in the, on the internet. And that's, that's pretty much how we got started. Yeah, and you know, that's saying a lot, having that vision back when all that was first coming out. You, know, you kind of already mentioned that websites didn't exist uh, 20 years ago, so when you're trying to get M3 off the ground, kind of explain to us how the selling routine went when you're trying to sell it to somebody 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, 20 years ago, the hardest thing I had to do was convince people that the Internet wasn't just a passing fad. I mean, we take it for granted. We pick up our phone, we get on the Internet, we go to a computer, we go to the Internet. I had uh, one of my kids ask me the other day, they said, Dad, you know, how'd y'all look up things or how'd y'all find things before the Internet existed? And my wife and I kind of looked at him and kind of laughed. We said, we went to the library. Um, so the Internet, when we first came out, it, it was this new, cool, interesting thing but it wasn't anything people were sure uh, was going to work. So, like I said, one of my hardest things I had to do was convince people that the Internet wasn't just a passing fad and that it was here to stay. And the other thing was to get people to accept that their data was not going to be on-site, on-premises. I mean, nowadays, I mean, you, you know, you get iCloud storage, you get, you know, Azure or, you know, AWS, Amazon Web Services, and you just know your data is up there and it's safe and secure. Back when we first started, when I went up, to, would go to somebody's office and I'd say, hey, all your financial data, we're going to keep it in a little private personal cloud ourselves. They would look at me like I was some alien. And um, I had to explain to them it's actually safer doing it that way than keeping it on premises. So, so those are the two things we had to do. A, explain to people the Internet was here to stay, and B, that your data was safer with us than it was with you. Well, and also, you know, everybody's probably used to, you know, LAN, cable, uh, modems, DSLs. So what internet was M3 actually running on back then? Um, internet was, um, or M3 was originally designed to work on a 56K baud modem. Um, and, and so that's, that's probably Greek to some people, but back in the beginning, everything was dial-up. You know, so you, you'd have to dial out and you'd connect and you'd hear that, you know, that line screech. But, um, and so the graphics and everything were designed to work on, on what's called 56K, which, you know, now we talk about where three megs are slow, that's 56,000. Mm. baud rate not one meg two meg or you know at my home I get 130 meg you know it was 56,000 baud rate yeah and that's you know even just hard to fathom so why did you decide to set up the M3 camp in Georgia well um, M3 was born in McKibben Hotel Group so um, you know as I mentioned earlier you know John was visionary for the company, and he had his company based out of uh, Gainesville, Georgia. His father and his grandfather, they all were in the hotelier. So M3 isn't just a, a Johnny-come-lately company. We're, you know, we, we, we brag we're, ho we're a hotel uh, software company designed for hotels by hoteliers. And I mean, that's, that's at our, our roots, it's in our DNA. So not only was I in the hotel business, but John was in the hotel business, his dad was in the hotel business, and his dad's dad was in the hotel business and they started here in Gainesville so we obviously started up here with our home company and then we broke off to become a separate company so the, um, that's pretty much how we got um, started in in Gainesville Georgia it was just um, a, a uh, the um, the um, evolution of the company through um, being a uh, family-owned company now with actually starting off in Gainesville, where were, where were we actually housed? You know, what was the company, you know, like you hear about garage startup companies, how did that work? We were a garage startup company as well. We actually started up, it was originally um, 
John McKibben's father's garage, or the corporate office was built over um, his garage originally. Um, it had been converted into an office space, but it was originally where he kept his, um, he used to um, do restored um, cars, antique cars, and uh, he kept in the garage. So the company actually started in a garage um, in the bottom, and then it was kind of cool because as we grew up as a company, we got to move out of the garage. We moved into like <laughs> real space, and then we moved into office space. But um, we started, you know, in, in downtown. It used to be the old Holiday Inn, uh, Gainesville downtown, and uh, it was their uh, corporate office, and we started in their garage. And it seems like that's where most great companies start from. They're starting out in really humble beginnings to kind of launch off from there. So uh, there was an event when I first started here at M3 about seven years ago that we used to go to in Gainesville. It had something to do with, you know, uh, vintage cars, but then also, like, a lot of bacon. It was like bacon and lettuce. What, what was that about? Yeah, John's dad used to do this annual, and him and a couple other guys, uh, it was a BLT, and they would show off all their vintage cars and, you know, and all, the, all the who's who's who in Gainesville in the area would come in, and they would do this big uh, BLT cook-off, and then you could just see this just plethora of cars. I mean, you could see Rolls Royces, you'd see Mustangs, you'd see Corvettes, you'd see, you know, 1930 cars, just this one great big uh, car, car show, and it was just an opportunity for people to show off their cars. And so uh, John's uh, father's love has always been uh, restoration and uh, improvement of products. I think I only got to go to it twice, but my favorite car was the one that was built to drive straight into the water, like an Aquacat or something like that, or the gas or the uh, exhaust pipe is coming out the top of the trunk instead of like underneath. Yeah, I was talking to uh, John's uh, mother one time. Um, we had a GM conference here in Gainesville when I was the uh, general manager from McKibben Hotel Group. And uh, John's mother told me one of their favorite things to do was her and uh, John's dad. They would be out at the, uh, uh, at the country club and they had a, a boat ramp, you know, putting boats in. And they would sit there like uh, they were in a, this big argument and John's dad would just, would just huff off and get in the car and say, well, I'm just going to drive the car in the lake. I'm so mad. And he'd just drive the car in the lake and <laughs> just, just drive off, you know, with the boat because it would instantly convert to a motorboat. Um, and they just, you know, they so um, um, good sense of humor, good hospitality related um, family. And probably everybody watching that car going to the water started running for it thinking that it was about to go straight under. Exactly. That's, that's the way his, his mom described it. <laughs> so... You know, give us a timeline of some of M3's milestones that we've done so far and how it's grown from 20 years ago. I mean, when we first started 20 years ago, um, there was really only five, six employees, and we just had three management companies. Um, it was, um, at the time, it was McKibben Brothers, it was MMI, uh, and it was a, a company called Day Hospitality. And uh, combined, we may have had 60 hotels. And, um, you know, I just, I, my big task each month was just to make sure I could cover payroll with a small number of hotels. And then, um, you know, we, we, we just went around. There was a, uh, we had a salesman named Rick Promer. Him and I would go out. Once we convinced people the Internet wasn't going to go away and that it was cool to keep their data with us, um, we started building hotels. I remember we got to 300 hotels, and then it probably took us, um, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 10 years to get to a thousand hotels. Um, and then um, by our 20th anniversary, we will in all likelihood be over 6,000 hotels. So it just took us 10 years to get to a thousand and then we added 5,000 more hotels over the next 10 years. And, and in that time frame, we've also added um, payroll services where we did time and attendance. We've added a uh, internet based uh, uh, reporting tool where you can do business intelligence and analytics. 
and uh, we're getting into doing some data warehousing and some benchmarking. So we've really just focused the company and grown the company and had milestones where uh, as we can improve to help um, hospitality companies be more um, financially uh, performance driven. It's funny you say that. I remember when I interviewed here, uh, I believe you just broke the 2000 hotel mark. And, you know, kind of like you're speaking about almost like an exponential growth. I mean, we're, we broke 5,000 last year and, you know, do on track this year as well. And I think I was maybe one of the, you know, 30th employees like in that range. And we're, you know, pushing 200, it seems like. And it's just amazing to see this company grow from, I wasn't part of the garage phase, but I was in that uh, homey building before we you, got into a real You were in that homey building. <laughs> you, you, you actually made it to where we had moved upstairs. So first started in the garage and we moved out downstairs. And then we moved upstairs, but I, th I think you're probably one of like in the top in the in the 20, 24, 25th employee. So um, we've seen quite a bit of growth from you and, and from where you've been, um, and it's just amazing how as we've grown the hotel and it's a business model we've made out. It's very scalable. So as we get more business, we just hire more people, mm -hmm. um, and it's just a causes us for continuous improvement and growth. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, I was talking to him, in the history of the company, we've never had a month that didn't outperform the previous month one of the two <laughs> you know and that's saying a lot too because uh you know america's gone through some financial crises in the last 20 years and being able to say that even through those downturns is really says something about the integrity and uh, foundation that this company is built on so you know you mentioned a lot about the products that were out there a little bit about accounting core time management but uh what other services do we provide in the accounting arena well, in the accounting arena, we 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 added a a product called document imaging. So when you're in there and you're you know you're in your accounting and you're doing research, you know, used to be you know you'd see an invoice or you'd see something on your financial statement, and you question it, you'd have to get up and go to a filing cabinet and go see you know okay what what was this? So we added that, and it's been years and years ago, um, and and we did that, um, and and it made it a lot more efficient. But we've also added some other lines of services, and specific M3 professional services. So it was um, not too long ago, I think it was probably back in 2014, we had a local um, hospitality company um, said, you know, y'all do accounting software really well. Um, we do hoteliering very well. He says, would it be possible that y'all could do our full accounting for us? And I was like, hmm, you know, I've, I've always thought about that. Um, I said, let me, let me see what I can do. So we um, uh, got together and we went out and we hired a bunch of accountants and uh, started up an accounting department. We called it M3 Professional Services. And we started um, doing a full service accounting for hotels. Let the hoteliers run their hotels. Hoteliers are really good at running their hotels. And um, it turns out we're really good at doing accounting. I mean, that has been one of our fastest growing um, departments that we have. Probably as a department, probably employs more people than any other department in the company. And um, it's, it's been very successful for us. And for those of you, if this is your first podcast that you're listening to, we actually interviewed Carolyn Hollum, who is our vice president of professional services in an earlier episode. So I'd highly recommend you going back and listening to that one if you are interested in what we have to offer there as well. So, Alan, you know, that's a great start to all these questions, but I still got plenty more to go. So next question I have for you is, you know, how is M3 innovating the hospitality industry? You know, where do we start and what are we doing now? Um, we like to brag that, you know, M3 makes hospitality companies successful through technology that drives financial performance. So we're always um, leveraging technology uh, um, that's specific to the hospitality industry. Um, knowledge is the key to all great decisions. And through technology that's specific to the hotel industry, 
we enable hoteliers um, with the knowledge they need to drive their financial performance. So you have to know where you are to know where you're going. Um, and, and so we're, we're delivering tools, innovative tools. Um, you know, in the past, we've given historical information, and that's great. What M3 is driving to is start telling you where are you going to be tomorrow? Where are you going to be two weeks from now? What do you need to do to make yourself more efficient and more profitable? So M3 is growing that technology, investing heavily in uh, our resources and technology to be able to help hoteliers figure out how to make their hotels more profitable. So, uh, you know, why, why did M3 go through its recent rebranding and the move to the new office? Um, we did go through a recent rebranding and, uh, you know, we had, we've, it's actually our third um, or second rebranding, our third logo we've been through. We, originally we had the original um, M3 logo, it was very similar to the McKibben Brothers. Then we came up with our own and then we decided we wanted to rebrand because we were looking for a, a fresher look and a more recognizable logo. Um, one that can not only be uh, recognized here domestically, but also uh, internationally because we're going global. We wanted to come up with a branding and a logo where people um, across the globe would say, that's M3, um, I recognize them. And um, we also wanted to add the tagline, enterprising hospitality. We wanted to kind of describe exactly, you know, in, in just one or two words exactly what we were. Hey, we're a hospitality company and we're enterprising. Um, our goal is to let our customers know let our customers know um, we can deliver an enterprise solution for larger companies and that we're still at our roots a hospitality company that works with hoteliers with only a single hotel um, you know i mentioned you know we start off with three management companies i think we're up to i think seven eight hundred different management companies now i mean isn't that incredible starting off from just three to growing to 800 and over almost uh, six thousand hotels so, um, and there's a large majority of our client base, they only have one or two hotels. We have a lot of clients that have the 40, 50, over 100 hotels, but a large majority of our, our clients only have a single hotel. So we want to make sure we still stay true to them, mm -hmm. but that we could have enterprise and hospitality and an enterprise solution for those that uh, had a much larger portfolio. You know, and part of that goes back to John's vision of being prepared as a software as a service way back when, when it you know, cloud computing didn't even exist back then. We say it every day now, but, you know, cloud computing was literally kind of M3. You know, it didn't even uh, exist. But uh, I definitely remember, you know, it goes back to flexibility as well. The application can handle one property or hundreds, you know, it's able to take care of them all. So, Alan, you went ahead and mentioned, you know, going global and redesigning the brand and image of M3. You know, are, have you already witnessed that anywhere, either local or internationally? Well, it's, it's, it's funny you should ask that, Darren. Um, you know, one of the reasons that we, we did a fresher brand was, you know, so it could be more recognizable. And it was, it was really caught me off guard. I was, uh, I take my family to Disney once a year. We try to go as, as often as possible. And I don't think we'd had this um, new logo out for more than just a couple of months. And I was at Disney walking around. I had one of my M3 shirts on. I always, people always tell me, I, you know, I'm always pushing the brand, but I'm just walking. I'm in Epcot Center, and I'm walking, and somebody out of the blue, out of the back, goes M3, go global or go home. And I, I mean, I didn't have a clue who they were, but they recognized that. So I mean, we succeeded in uh, achieving our goal, is you know, making it more recognizable. Um, just um, somebody knew that you know our tagline was that we we're going global and we we're enterprising hospitality, and they just uh, I, don't, I don't know if they knew who I was. I definitely didn't know who they were, but uh, they shouted at at that. And it really made me feel good that we had accomplished what we had set out to do. Oh, I bet that's really exciting, and I'm yeah. assuming that's why you wear the M3 logo everywhere you go. I'm proud of it too. That's awesome. So, what are you most speaking of being proud? You know, what are you most proud of when it comes to M3? 
Um, you know, the thing I'm most proud of here at M3, um, uh, first and foremost, um, uh, is is uh, is our employees. And uh, you know, that comes from um, early on in my career. I had an employer tell me, you know, we were we were talking about jobs, and there was a possibility that I wouldn't be working um, for at the time McKibben Brothers. Um, and he said, you know, you know, Alan. He goes, in today's um, world, you know, it's just not feasible for an employee to have um, just one job in their career. Uh, you know, you, you know, employees are going to have multiple jobs. And I said, you know what? If I ever start, I don't believe that. I mean, first, I just don't believe that. You know, if you can create an environment and a company where employees enjoy being there, then yeah, it is possible for somebody to just have one company career. And so I told myself, if I ever start a company, um, I'm going to try and make it in the vision that it's the last job that an employee would ever have. If, if, if it was their first job, hopefully it'll be their last. If they've had other jobs, they wouldn't be looking for another. Mm -hmm. So I tried to create a company that um, was um, focused around the employee. You know, if you take care, you actually have two different customers in, in, in business. You have a, what's called an internal customer, which is your employees, and an external uh, customer. And if you take care of your employees, they're going to take care of your customers. So um, our employees, um, I'm really proud of uh, what we've been able to do. And um, I'm also proud of the service we give our customers. Uh, you don't maintain a 98% satisfaction rate and a 99% retention rate unless you're doing something well. And that's not anything that I can claim. That means that our employees have shown a dedication, a loyalty, and a commitment to work that our customers see and they've responded to. And then likewise, they've uh, stayed with us. And, you know, staying right with that same vein, you know, this new building is top of the art. Every time we bring in new customers or even potential interns, employees, interview, whoever it is, every single person leaves this place going like, wow, this is such a cool place. You know, we, we work hard and play hard, you know, which that gives us those percentages. But, you know, as a selfless plug for M3, you know, we have uh, ways to keep the employees entertained. We have employee resource groups, which, you know, we've had a couple of HR people on this podcast explaining about that a little bit. Uh, you know, we have, we've had a shuffleboard tournament just recently. We have a pool table, virtual reality. So the tech is there uh, because it encourages people to come into an environment that's not only fun in a building, but also the family mentality that you've, you know, mentioned about taking care of the employees. And I think it speaks to it. You know, you see it in the company. Uh, companies I've come from before, it's a sweatshop. You know, you're, you're just a number and a statistic. And if you don't hit those numbers, you're out. Um, so I think it speaks to the longevity of this company. Well, I agree with you, Darren. And, and as I mentioned, you know, John McKibben was a visionary for the company. John was also the visionary for this office. I mean, he told me what he wanted. I didn't necessarily agree with him because, you know, I'm a very um, contemporary um, type person. But John, he knew what he wanted, and he, he laid out, um, you know, how he wanted the building to look, the different amenities that he had. And um, he told me, he said, Alan, your goal for the next year when we first started this, he goes, your job is to finish this office in the way I want it done. And so um, I, I set out to, um, to, you know, achieve John's goal. Uh, I think we did a really good job at it. And, and, and I know we do because um, every now and then I'll look up, and I've told employees this, um, I said, you know what, bring your family here. So I'll look up and I'll see somebody just walking through the building with their wife, their kids, their mother, their, um, their, uh, their uh, father showing off the building. And when employees think that much of their building, they're bringing their family to come see, the, see where they work, you know, and they're that proud of where they work, and then I know we've achieved what we set out to do. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, you got to meet Layla, who is my, you know, new daughter first one ever is a new father so you know uh, i great 
you know, Katie Ann, Layla doesn't know any better. She just sees mm. a lot of bright colors and stuff right now. But, you know, Katie even says the same thing. Like, this is so amazing. So, you know, that we've discussed everything of what we've done the last 20 years. So, you know, if we double that, you know, where do you hope to see M3 20 years from now? I see the company being involved in all things um, hotel related when it comes to financial um, performance, forecasting, industry trends, um, you know, something John used to bring up a long time ago, and he brings it up a lot now, um, and I bring up John's name because he just, he's, he's really the visionary of the company. Um, as we, we say this in our executive meetings, um, and this is, uh, we will tell each other, one day all hotels will use M3, and we truly believe that. We've got the people, we've got the product, and we've got the knowledge where at the end of the day, all hotels will use M3, and that's not just domestically, but global. We will be M3, and when people think of hotels, and they say, well, you know, what do you think about this? They'll say, well, I don't know, let's go see what M3 says about it. That's where I want the hotel, or where I want our company to be. Um, that's, and that will be amazing, you know, because at that point you're talking about being, not that it would necessarily be publicly traded, but, you know, you're the top 100 companies in the world at that point, and that would definitely be quite a milestone for M3. You're correct, and, and, and as you've seen, publicly um, uh, owned some. One of the things, another thing I'm really proud of is that we're, we're an uh, employee-owned company. I think we had a stockholders meeting uh, back in January. It's, um, uh, you know, in, in the summer now, but I think we had like 30 people in there, you know, where we, you know, we it, and you hit certain milestones in the company we award you stock in the company i mean that's part of my goal is saying this is the last job you ever have we want to incentivize people to want to stay here so um not only are we family owned but we're also employee owned and as the older we get the more employees we bring in here and i think that just um, cultivates the culture here i couldn't agree more thank you alan for giving us all that information about m3 the history how we are where we are today and then the vision of where we're going into the future. So what we're going to do now is we're going to transition this over into a more fun segment, a little bit less work related. But since our first season is in uh, the 20th year anniversary of this company, what we're doing is that for our fun segment, we are going to ask you trivia questions. So it's going to be the best of seven. It's not multiple choice, which I'm awful at trivia. And I think out of every one I've done so far, there's only one I would have guessed right. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll see how we do. I think the best person got like three or four right. Everybody else is like one or two. So that's kind of like the range to go in between. But before we begin, we're going to do some warm-up questions. And so the first one is, what were you doing 20 years ago? What was I doing 20 years ago? I think 20 years ago, um, I was looking at the one server we had that we ran all our systems on and trying to figure out why it had just crashed. Um, and with John McKibben standing behind me telling me, okay, when's it going to be working? Uh, when we first started off the company, I mean, we, like I said, we started in a garage, so we only had like one or two servers. And uh, back then, um, a, a simple printer would make our server crash. And it's kind of funny because now we have thousands of servers. If one went down, nobody even knows about it. But back then, uh, I was working on that uh, one server, trying to figure out what was going on. And I remember telling people, because I'm coming from the hospitality industry, we don't get to go home until we make this thing work. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of those stories in the past. The only one I remember the most was when you guys were trying to troubleshoot something. Uh, what you ended up finding out was that somebody kept unplugging and plugging back in the either the modem or the connection as you guys kept trying to do it. Every time you did a daily report or something like that, it would disconnect, and it turned out that the plug just kept falling out of the back. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was, it was kind of some of that was back talk mage so we had a token ring um which is just as all everything was connected by one big ring and there was some dude sitting there just plugging it in unplugging it plugging it in the system would go off and on 
And uh, so that, that was that was kind of funny after we kind of slapped around, beat him up, and threw him out the building. Um, <laughs> told him not to come back. Uh, but, uh, you know, the other thing I was doing 20 years ago, I was actually running an M3 and a hotel at the same time. So um, I would be managing a hotel and running an M3 um, all in all, as, a, as my day job. That's and my, amazing. Um, yeah, my night job was running a hotel or maybe vice versa on that. Oh, that's that's a lot of dedication. So, did you have any free time back then? Uh, no. If you're a hotelier, you don't have free time. You know, so that's one thing people that are listening to this that are actually in the hotel business, they know if you're the GM, the man, assistant manager, or something like that, and you work at a hotel, um, it, it, it's free time is very precious to you um, because uh, you know you're all de- you're dedicated to you know making the guest happy. <laughs> gotcha. So back in 1999, sticking with the 20-year theme, where were you living? Now, that was a transition year for me. Back then, I was in Warner Robins, Georgia. That was the hotel I was running, the Holiday Inn back there at Robins Air Force Base. And then I'd also moved into, it's kind of funny, we moved up here to um, Gainesville uh, in 99. And uh, we, uh, we found a small house. It was just like 1,200 square feet. And there was uh, five of us. And I told my wife, I said, you know what, we'll rent this house for one year and we'll find a good place to live. And uh, five years later, we moved out of that house. And uh, I, I think that saved my marriage. <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we finally were able to move out of that house, we were only going to be in for one year. And so 20 years ago, what job did you have? Um, well, when I first started with M3, I was just a business manager. I mean, I, I was a person that I, I was in sales with Rick. Um, my predominant job was training people and onboarding them on the onto the system and, um, you know, making sure they understood. On Fridays, I would call every one of our customers, ask them, say, how's it going? Anything you need? Uh, You know, what's up? Every customer, I would call 100% of our customers. Of course, there's only three or four of them, but um, it quickly grew as as we went out. But um, that's what my job was, business manager. Well, that's where the 100% sounds more impressive, right? Because you called every single one of them. I called every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so do you feel warmed up? Yeah. All right. So, any questions on the rules? Yeah, I don't know what the rules are. You better go over them again. <laughs> so, again, it's going to be seven questions, best of seven. Uh, it's not multiple choice. So, uh, because we're in the 20th year anniversary, all these questions are geared towards 1998. And we'll go one by one. You'll get a guess at it, yes or right, or yes or no. And uh, we'll just keep a tally to see how many you do. Again, the best, I believe, was, I believe, Scott, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. who had about three to four correct. Everybody else is averaging around one or two. So we'll when we started off this segment, you, you, you gave my position. What did you say my position was? Your position. Right now. You're the president of M3. So the president is always right, correct? I will let the uh, I'll, I will let the producer of the show add uh, in the sound effects for uh, what's right and wrong, and I'll just nod to you over and over. How's okay. that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So question number one is: What iconic TV show aired its final episode in 1998? 1998. Wow. Mash. Mash. Uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. Seinfeld. So, all right. Uh, next one is, what book made its way to the U.S. after a huge success in the United Kingdom? And the face that Alan is making right now is very common, very uh, r- wide-eyed and thinking about back what happened in 1998. I don't know. Ten things I hate about you. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, some of the questions that we've asked before, like Google was started in 1998, you know, all these big names you hear now. It was a big year for a lot of the internet and cloud. 
So the next one is uh, question number three. Which former Saturday Night Live cast member passed away in 1998? Uh, John Belushi. Uh, Chris Farley. Oh, in 1998. Yeah. yeah. All right, so 0 for 3. So you're still 100% possibly almost yeah. correct, so we're doing good. So question number four That is... goes back to that free time I never have. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1998... Um, the Queen knighted who? Elton John. Bingo. You got it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So doing good. We got one. So for number five, what pop star turned congressman passed away in 1998? Sonny Bono. You got it. I had to look over my shoulder to make sure you weren't being given secret answers. But yeah, here, two in a row, so we're doing good. So two out of five so far. And so question number six is, what Disney animated movie was released in 1998? Lion King? Uh, no, it's Mulan. Mulan? Yeah, I would have never gotten that one. All right, so final question. We got two correct so far. So what album did the Rolling Stone release in 1998, 20 years ago? I wish we had a webcam during these uh these podcasts. was never a Rolling Stones fan. That would make this more difficult. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you the name of one of their albums. What album or song? Album. Album. The entire album. Don't know. No? All right. Uh, it's called No Security. Still don't know it. <laughs> yeah, me either. I wouldn't be able to tell you what, uh, what songs were in that album anyway. So, Alan, out of seven questions, you got all of them correct. So thank you for participating <laughs> today. <laughs> but, but, but two out of seven, you're, uh, you're right Those there are with hard everybody questions. else. They are. It, like, you know, like I said, I wouldn't – I don't think – I probably Seinfeld maybe I would have gotten. But other than that, never would have had a chance. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it's been that long since Seinfeld oh, that's went amazing. off the air. Yeah, all right. So – Thank you for participating in that little game. Are there any last words you'd like to give to our audience and listeners today? Um, no, it's just, I mean, this has been really fun. Uh, it's the first podcast I've done with the company. Um, I've, I've heard all the other ones. Um, I encourage people, if you haven't um, listened to the previous uh, podcast, uh, go, go um, look them up, listen to them. Uh, a lot of um, cool information, and, uh, you know, you get, really get to know the company and get a little bit more insight into the people. I've enjoyed doing this, and I look forward to uh, hearing some other podcasts. Well, great. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Alan. You're welcome. Thank you. So as Alan is checking out of our M3 Minutes, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. This actually concludes our first season of episodes that we've been releasing every month. So make sure that you either download or subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and our SoundCloud. And you can also follow us on social media using the tag M3 Accounting. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, we're here for you. We believe in our product and in our hoteliers. We appreciate all of you that have been listening to us. And as always, here's to your success. Thank you again for listening, and we'll speak to you in the next season.